money. Let's talk money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Obviously, this is all about money. Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. (laughs) With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money. With Dave and Reb. From more than enough, real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Oh, that's good. Well, we're we're remote today. We don't we often get to the studio and uh, especially when we have a guest with us and especially when we have Ray as a guest <laughs> with us. We we love getting together in the studio, but yes. today um being here in Canada in Ottawa and in the winter, sometimes the weather messes with our travel plans and so today you have more than not, or the uh, Let's Talk Money podcast coming to you from multiple locations in the <laughs> Ottawa area. So welcome to the show. We're so glad that you're joining us. And um, we're going to jump right in. Uh, I just want to remind you that um, the show can be found on the morethanenough.ca website, the notmine.ca website, uh, and of course, uh, CHRI, who we do a, a simulcast every Friday morning at nine o'clock with this show. So the uh, the podcast can be found on those shows with it, its own player. And of course, if you're listening on a podcasting platform, then you can certainly uh, get it and download it and, and link and subscribe and hit the button. And of course, if you're on YouTube, so we got all these places where we get to connect with you and we are so happy that we get to do that. Today's show, we have Ray with us over here in my, <laughs> Ray with us, and uh, notmine.ca is the sponsor of today's show, and Ray, you, I, I want to give you just a little bit of an opportunity here right at the beginning to just tell the folks a little bit what you do at Financial Discipleship, what the goal of the, the website notmine.ca is, and, and let's just give a little update while, uh, while we have a chance. All right. Thank you, David and Reb. It's good to be with you again, and uh The notmine.ca website actually is an opportunity, a place, a landing place, perhaps, for people who want to explore more about their relationship with money and how it affects um, their relationship with Jesus. And so we'll touch in on some of those areas um, through blogs that are posted monthly, either written by myself or a guest uh, blogger, um, the podcasts from Let's Talk Money are always there as well. And there's just a... um, manifesto that actually I'm hoping will prompt people to um, ask some questions and explore some areas in this whole area. And actually, interesting, I got an email this morning from a um, real estate broker asking, can you provide me some more information and some resources to explore this whole area of financial management and growing in this area? So that was exciting to hear those emails uh, or to receive those emails and hear people's questions. And, and talk a little bit about their own journey in this whole area. So that's always exciting to see. Engage in the conversation, right? We, we often say. And, of course, our goal with Let's Talk Money, our goal with uh, financial discipleship, and, and our goal at More Than Enough, right, as we talk about that, is to, to, to engage in the conversation and then to move that conversation to action and to, to really see how that change and, and can change and God can be at work in our finances. Yes. Amen. So thank you for sponsoring the show, Ray. Oh, we're glad and your to team. And your team. And your team. Yes, <laughs> glad to do that. 
Okay. Um, so the last time we met was in January for our discussion. And um, Ray, we started talking about um, privilege and blessing because that's um, some of the narratives we're hearing is, well, you know, I do my money correctly, therefore God blesses me. And we try to dig into that. And I re-listened to it actually. And I thought, man, um, you know, it was a great conversation, had a lot of great thoughts, but then we were talking about reference points. So how, how do we, how do we know um, that we're on the right? I, I, I don't like using the word right. How do we know in our financial discipleship journey that we're on track and we're tracking with the Lord? Right. So um, we want to dig into that specifically. But before we go there, I was thinking of Psalm one, because I was thinking about what's a great reference point in our lives in general, not only for our finances, but um, is is the word of God. And there's a lot of great instruction that he's given us around money. And we said it, say it all the time, 2,300 verses in scripture around money and possessions. Jesus talked a lot about the heart issues uh, between like about what possesses us actually and and money being one of them. But um, Psalm 1 says, Blessed is, is the one who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the path of sinners nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law he meditates day and night. And, and then it describes what you'll be like if you, um, you know, think about God's word, meditate on it. And I would say take action um, and apply it to your life. Um, that we'd be like trees planted by rivers of water, bringing forth fruit in season whose leaves do not wither, but whatever we do prospers. And I, um, I've, we've, we've shared this verse a lot, but we've also learned it in our own um, homeschool environment over the years. And um, one of the things we want to encourage people to do through this show is to, if you don't know what God says about money or you're, you're feeling like a little rudderless, um, dig into God's word, Google scripture verses about money and possessions and, and just start there. Mm -hmm. It's, it is actually isn't rocket science, but um, you well, will. It is for some. Well, okay, it is for some, but maybe. I mean, there is math involved. Okay, and, you know, it's math to get a rocket on. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Anyway, regardless, those are the verses for the day. So I did just encourage listeners: if you don't know what God's word says or don't know where to start with your money journey, actually, it's very God's very practical with us. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that's one of the things that we try to do it more than enough is is marry the spiritual and the practical parts of our financial journey <clears throat> so that we can encourage people encourage ourselves um, to apply what we what is in God's word. Anyway, saying that I have a story. Yeah. So a friend of mine was listening to that podcast uh, recently. She just she got it off the podcast platform. She was like, interesting. Um, I was listening it uh, one day and um, and you're talking about privilege and blessing. And I was, she told me this story of how she got to the dollar store, why she was there. It was um, very funny, actually, her story. And she went in the first time and she got distracted by a shiny bright object. She bought the shiny bright object and walked out. And she actually needed a pair of mitts because she had lost a mitt, but she was going to the arena. She needed mittens. So she went back in to get the mittens that she forgot the first time. 
Any of you relate to shiny yeah, I'm objects? I'm just going to say, oh, I'm, I'm so there. Uh, Princess Otto for you, dear. I don't know. Why am I here? Because I just remembered all the good things yeah, that I don't Yeah, and we walk know. out spending like $300 and they're like, oh, I never picked up what I came for. So right, you, yeah. even you don't do that. Anyway, um, I sorry, I've got something, a frog in my throat today. So my girlfriend goes back in and she's waiting in line and there's this um, young woman who um, her she doesn't have enough money to pay for what she's buying and um there's a lineup forming and my girlfriend's late for the hockey game and she's like oh you know what i'm just i'm just gonna go pay for it so she says just tack on my mittens i'll just pay for the whole thing so when it gets all rung rung through because the lady doesn't object which i also found interesting because i've tried to do that before and some people object to you giving in that capacity but um she the the bill was like almost a hundred bucks and she was like <gasps> and her son says to her afterwards she's like he's like uh mom that that was an expensive pair of mittens what she said was really interesting she said but son i use i i i have a privilege and i use my privilege to bless another person today and I just thought that was a fascinating, um, after watching the show and having that language in her head, that's what she expressed to her son and then, and then told me the story. And I thought, wow, that, that was just really interesting. So if you guys are, hadn't, haven't listened to January show with Ray, you can just go back and listen to this discussion we started about understanding, like, you know, we judge ourselves and judge others based on, well, how much money is in our, our bank account. It means that we're blessed by God. And, and we're just trying to like unpack that. Cause what does it really mean? What should we actually be looking at to, to see um, that we are walking in the path that Jesus has for us financially? Mm-hmm. So you guys can answer that question and I'm, <laughs> but I thought wait, it was a beautiful story. And mm-hmm. she's like, I had the money in my account. I could pay for it and bless someone, even though it took me by surprise. She said, I have been in that place many times where I didn't have enough or we're going dime by dime. Do we have enough for groceries? Like when I get to the checkout, is, is it gonna, is it gonna, is there money in the account to pay mm-hmm. for it? And um, it was just an interesting story based on, after coming off of the show we did, but that's my question to you guys today. How, how should we be, you know, what kind of viewpoint do we have? What kind of markers, what kind of reference points do we use in our financial journeys with God? Okay, Ray, are you jumping in first? Or, there are so many things uh, I know. I, I, I was dropped in there. Same thing, David. Um, there are just so many things. Um, and I, I realized as I heard you talking, Reb, and sharing that story, um, that I need to keep myself grounded in reality around um, my own circumstances and where I'm walking and what it is that God is teaching me, while others may be in a very different sphere. Um, you know, they may, they you know, sometimes we find ourselves comparing ourselves, you know, those who are incredibly, could we say, blessed um, with significant finance and just their lifestyle, their worldview and that kind of stuff. And, and you know, not measuring ourselves in that context and saying, you know what, that's where God's called them to walk. They are accountable for that. 
I'm accountable for where it is that I'm walking and, and the resources he's entrusted to me. So am I doing a good job in that area? So I have to guard my heart that I'm not comparing myself to somebody else's journey in the process, but keeping focus. But as I was preparing for this morning's show um, and some of the questions, um, Reb is always kind to send some questions and prompt us about what we might be focused on. But it brought to mind a study that I did back quite a few years ago with my wife, with a group in a church, uh, looking at the whole area of our giving and where do we um, release our finances and, and, and steward that as part of our giving. And there was a grid that was presented. And I was reminded of that grid actually this morning. And, um, the author had broken it down into this way. He had said church, evangelism, discipleship, and the needy and the poor. And so I remember seeing that and thinking, well, that's really interesting. And so, my wife and I actually did a grid for ourselves. So are we looking at each of these areas? And um, he provided a scripture you know, in church. He um, quoted 1 Timothy 5, 17 in the Living Bible. It says, pastors who do their work well should be paid well and should be highly appreciated, especially those who work hard at both preaching and teaching. So just to ground that in that context, and the other one for the poor was in Matthew 25, 34 to 45, and I'm not going to read all of it, but a summary, it says, the king will say, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? The king will answer and say to them, to the extent that you did it to one of these brothers of mine, even the least of them, you did it to me. And so I realized for my wife and I, that was a turning point, And those became markers for us as part of our giving. Are we looking at each of these areas? Um, I think perhaps the poor might have been an area that we missed periodically. But now each time when we sit down on our money date to look at our giving and our tithing, this is kind of the format we use and kind of look at, are we covering each of the areas? Um, and so, and for another one for us personally is, is supporting Israel. So um, those are all things that are part of our markers to say, okay, are we touching in each of these areas? Um, so that's, that's part of our heart. So I'm, I'm going to, you dropped a couple of ideas yep. right in there. So one of the markers, just to pull it back a bit, is saying is looking at your giving. Right. So so if you're looking at your financial journey and, um, you know, you have, I mean, we talk to a lot of people who don't even know what's going on in their bank account. So, right. yes. if, you know, there's a, a lot of things we're assuming, maybe, that we want you to look at your finances. We want you to have the money dates regularly. We've talked about all this for like seven years. So. Mm -hmm. Um, you can go back and listen and Google search it. But um, you're saying, so one of, the, like, am I giving? One of the markers is, am I giving? And then where am I giving to? What's, uh, what's, what is the heart of God for my giving? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's like a two-tiered. Yes. And actually, if I would go back, I would say, do I recognize I'm blessed? And then I want to be a blessing. That, that God has expressed his love to me by giving me resources. And then on response, I want to love him and be available to the prompting. Like the example you shared, 
that woman was realizing she was privileged. She had some finances, and so she decided she would turn that around and bless somebody else. And I was thinking, you know, as as Reb was talking, and as you're you're saying that, Ray, you know, we uh, the the scene of the the widow's mite, where the widow is giving, and Jesus takes note of that and says she's given more than anybody else, and and again that idea of the um, I'll say that the sincerity of the gift, uh, and we don't know in in her case, but you know, there's obedience there, but there's there's a purity of heart that I, I think that's why Jesus highlighted that was is that the gift wasn't out of the you know like the rich the richer person the person who had more he was giving out of his access excess, uh, but he was also uh, in a sense. There was a, a pride there that was at work in his own heart. And, and then you have the, I guess, the, the mirror, the comparison, if we want to use that word, where Jesus highlights, here's somebody who's giving, maybe out of obedience, we're not sure what her motivation was, but we certainly know the purity of, of the gift, and that's what Jesus highlights. And, and I think it's really important in the, as we're talking about, what are the marker points? What are the, some things that we can watch for in terms of our interaction and, and relationship with money is what is my heart saying? You know, Ray, you mentioned Mm -hmm. sometimes we, we compare ourselves to someone else and we go, oh, well, you know, they should give, they have more, right? (laughs) Or something like that. We're very good about telling others what to do with (laughs) their money. Yeah. So, but but to really look at our own hearts and go, okay, wait a minute, um, you know, what is going on in my heart and my relationship with God and my relationship with money, and uh, and then you know, in a sense, being honest uh, with yourself first and saying, wow, I and as you had Ray, you know, you and sat down and said, oh, are we actually giving to the places where the scripture says? We should give, and here's a, a matrix that we could use uh, in terms of of ch- making a change in our own thought and in the way that we give. the The other one that that jumped in at me and it connects right here is is the parable of the talents, where you know again there's ten talents, and and you know enter your rest, you're blessed. Enter your rest. There's five talents. Enter your rest, you're blessed. You know. It's the, you haven't done anything with what I've given you, or maybe you've, you've even done less. That's where, again, that's looking at what's going on in the motivation of the heart. Are you motivated from fear? Are you motivated from anxiety? Are you motivated? Like, what is the motivation when we talk about this relationship with money? And really, in a sense, being honest and truthful about that, uh, what's going on in your heart. Um, because, it has very little to do with the number of zeros on the end, right? You know, whether you had five talents or 10 talents, the blessing was still the same. Enter into the rest of your, of your master, um, which I think is a good place to, to, to kind of end up and want to be, right? So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, the other thought that comes is not feeling pressured or guilted to give either. I mean, you know, scripture talks about um, in the widow's might, you wonder in the purity of her heart, it was a desire to bless the Lord. Um, And so, um, you know, sometimes even people listening to the program, you know, 
I mean, our heart's desire is that they don't feel guilted or shame because they're not. This is an adventure and discovery and saying, okay, Lord, what's going on in my heart in this whole area? Am I free enough to release so that I don't feel the sense of guilted to do something or pressured to do something? And yet not saying, not 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 yielding to that the maybe the conviction or the discomfort people that you might be feeling by listening to this conversation. Right. Yes. Because if you're feeling any discomfort around this, um, it, it isn't, you know, the enemy will use it to kill, steal and destroy, but Jesus is bringing it into your realm of understanding and awareness to bring you to life. And I think it's remembering that the heart of God for us is good. Um, I was just memorizing a scripture recently with Serena you know, um, don't be afraid, little flock. It, it is the it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Mm. And I mean, there's so much in that verse, but I mean that that reference. Jesus is talking about he he comes out of this whole section of all the things that could make us afraid in Luke 12. Then he says, "Don't worry." Mm-hmm. Like, seek my kingdom first. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. And I mean, we. There's a lot of things that are coming up in this conversation about what could be marker points. Well, overall, we can look to scripture and then and then know what God is saying to us about um, how to look at our finances. But when we hear this word, seek my kingdom, he's actually saying, seek my presence. Seek me in the everyday. This isn't just seeking heaven, although there are verses about heavenly reward and all of that, which David and I, we always discuss these things. But um because I'm like, no, Jesus should be enough motivation, but that's an aside. Anyway, um, seek first my kingdom, seek my presence, and, and all this, all the rest is going to be taken care of. And somehow we don't believe it, I think. And, well, and, I, and, and I think that's a mark. That's a yeah. question that can make us uncomfortable and say, am I being honest with myself to say, Lord, I actually don't know if I believe this. Because what's happening in the world today, it's a crazy world, 2024 in our personal lives as well. So like we get it. We know that things are not like it's just weird actually almost. And then we're like, "Lord, where are you? Where are you in all of this? Where are you in the blessing? You know, I don't feel blessed." Well, maybe we're just not looking at our lives in a way, and that's why we're having this discussion. How do we look at our finances in a way that is actually fruitful, making us aware and leads to freedom? Well, and I think part of that, and and this is oh man, there's going to be a whole much more podcasts with you, Ray. Uh, you know, in a <laughs> the sense, the whole year this is what we're talking about <laughs> because it, it it rubs up against you know the purpose of money. Like like again, um, you know, Jesus talks a lot about how we use the the money and the resources we have because he was quite literally teaching the transformation of using the resources that God has given us here on earth for a kingdom purpose and a heavenly purpose. And, you know, we don't have to look too far in, in, in scripture to see how the religious leaders and the, and the temple and all of that system that was the, uh, I'll say the Old Testament system, how it had got distorted, how it had got off track. And Jesus is saying, listen, the word of God is still the word of God. It is still true, but it's not functioning in the way we need to, to be, you know, and, and read, Ray, reading those verses, you know, the king comes and says, well, when you gave a cup of water, when you clothed me, when you fed me, that was the kingdom. And again, 
we can look at our own lives or we can look back in, in the context of scripture and say, well, that wasn't happening well enough or I don't know how that was going to happen. Even if we go back to Malachi where, where God says, you know, you, you've been stealing from me. You haven't been putting the tithe into the storehouse and the poor haven't been getting fed. And, and guess what? That is the heart of God. Again, we go back to scripture, Old Testament. When you give to the poor, you lend to the Lord, right? I, I mean, there's so many scriptures that talk about how we can use that money for those that, that don't seem to have enough right now. And uh, that just speaks to, again, going all the way back to Matthew 6 and saying, loving God and looking and loving your neighbor with the money and the resources you have. So, Ray, we only have a few minutes, so I threw a whole bunch of stuff in there. You get the last word. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm struck yet by Reb's comment about, um, about the kingdom in his presence. And I think, you know, as we draw closer to him and is aware of his presence, then I think we begin to sense an increased way his perspective of our lives and our perspective of finances from his heart and lens. And as we are drawn into that, then I believe then as to the degree that we yield, then the Lord can begin to prompt us like your friend did when, you know, she went for a shiny thing and she missed it. And yet in the circling back again, she was a blessing to somebody else. And you don't know what it did in that person's life, in their journey. And who knows what um, the Lord will use that in their lives. And so it's just like, Lord, draw us closer into that place just to have your heart and a purity of heart, even with regard to the finances, holding the light, stirring them as best we can. And Lord, being available to whatever you want to do in that process. Yeah, there's a lot in this discussion. And I, I think we're just going to keep talking about it this year because I think it's really important um, that we don't look at our neighbor, but we look to the Lord, which is, I mean, I talk about it in our workshops at Unleashed. Um, comparing is a great dangerous thing that can lead to all kinds of trouble. And um, I think we all struggle with it if we're aware. So anyway. Sure. Do you want to pray today? Or? Oh, sure. So, Lord, uh, again, we thank you for your grace. And, and I am just, Lord, we, we so desperately need your wisdom and your perspective that, that, Lord, when you say you want to bring your kingdom here on earth, that, Lord, just teach us what that means and how we can use the resources that, that you've given us um, to, to do that. And so we just thank you for that. Uh, Lord, let the words of uh, uh, be the words that come from your mouth today in Christ's name. Amen. Okay, well, what else do we got? We got one minute left, Reb. So are you going to give a highlight for uh, next week's show or are we going to just uh, leave a, a little bit? No, no she's no like. highlight for next week's show. No, okay, <laughs> good. But you can go and listen to our discussion about privilege and blessing and how we, we want to make sure that. Uh, you know, we understand that there's sometimes privilege at play. Um, and, and it is a, a blessing to have what we have, but it's also the privileged position we have. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's let's not make judgments based on some of that language. So that's, it's a good show to listen to. So you can go back there. 
There you go. There's the encouragement. Thank you, Ray, and your team at Financial Discipleship Canada for sponsoring the show. Thank you, Ray, for being here with us and engaging and giving us lots to think about uh, as we we move through and just uh, just really uh, find out the heart of God where when it comes to our relationship with Him and our relationship with money. It's great to be with you guys again. And thank you for joining us, to those of you that are listening. And join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.